This is a SABC Disability 360 feature on 5FM. Brought to you by the SABC Foundation. Today on the Weekend Playdate, we are talking about occupational therapy and how it is changing. Joining us, I have an associate professor at the University of Cape Town, Professor Romagundo, who has an amazing resume. I mean, the accolades are, are amazing and she's been active since the 1990s. She worked as a clinician in rural South Africa and in the United States of America during the 1990s, was head of occupational therapy at UCT from 2010 to 2013, and more recently has been playing an integral part in the change that has been happening in South Africa when it comes to uh, curriculum, uh, making sure that things are less colonialized and more in line with with South African thinking. And I think she's definitely the right person to speak to when it comes to the WFOT Congress 2018. WFOT is the World Federation of Occupational Therapy. So please, can we welcome Professor Ramugundo onto the weekend playdate. Prof, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Nicole, for having me. So we have the World Federation of Occupational Therapy, or OT, as some people say. It's um, going down 21st of May all the way through till the 25th of May at the CTICC. That's a lot of days to be talking about occupational therapy. Why is this so important that we make sure that we cover so many different aspects over the period? Occupational therapy is a broad profession. So often people are aware of a narrow interpretation of occupational therapy where we work pretty much within the rehabilitation sphere. Mm. And uh, in doing that, uh, mostly in hospital settings um, where we work with people that have impairments uh, that lead to disabilities. But occupational therapy um, deals not only with people that have impairments that could lead to disabilities, but also people who may not have impairments but are disabled by conditions within which they live. Mm. Poverty being just one of such disabling conditions. Um, We do not only work with individuals, we work with communities, and communities uh, could include whole schools. Um, communities could uh, involve populations uh, that have been deeply affected by poverty and HIV and AIDS, such as grandparents and children that are left behind when loved ones uh, succumb to, to the illness. It is about helping people lead meaningful lives, regardless of uh, their circumstances. And meaning (laughs) in life is huge. We spend pretty much our whole lives searching for meaning. Um, And some people are able to do those things that um, help them achieve meaning, whilst others are constrained. So to understand the um, uh, conditions within which people live internationally, with all the challenges that we face in South Africa, it's inequality. Mm. It's, 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 it's one of the biggest uh, problems of our times. Uh, globally, we face immigration. Um, so to get together as a community of practitioners to understand how, given our um, uh, diversity, uh, we can be connected and uh, be positioned for impact. 
um, pretty much <laughs> those five days sure. will be used to the max. Prof, what do you think is one of the the most important uh, points that you that you would like to get across in your in your keynote address about um, changes and modifications that need to be implemented within occupational therapy circles here in South Africa? I mean, you've you've already taught me something in terms of um, poverty um, being being a cause of of disabilities, which is which is something I've never. I've, it's never crossed my mind. For me, uh, disabilities were either uh, from birth or, or due to an accident of, of some sort of nature. And now you're saying socioeconomical things um, can actually impact a person to the point where their body is affected and they have a disability. Is this a point that you'd like to get across so that it's, it's spread far and wide around South Africa? Are there different learnings that, that we can that we can maybe teach other countries as well? Is it a technique or, or how, yeah, what is? what do you think is the most important thing from, from your address for this? Mm. Mm. So, you know, occupational therapy is an interesting profession in that uh, we draw from many disciplines mm. in order to understand that which people do, which we call occupation, why they do what they do, and also as the, the belief that people can promote their own health through what they do, both at individual and community levels. So from our context, South Africa, given that it is so diverse, and given that it's got a very ugly history mm. of apartheid and colonialization, mm-hmm. which continue through coloniality <laughs> in the present times. Hence, um, we have students through Rose Mosfall and Fees Mosfall who have called for decolonization. Um, we offer as a profession a very unique perspective in understanding disability beyond the narrow sense mm. of impairment. Because if you see impairment as something that the individual has and must be fixed and then they are okay, mm. but you forget that the society within which individuals live can be a disabling factor in itself. I and mean, we, think, we think of our young people and often how often even their aspirations about what they can be in the world are constrained by circumstances that have nothing to do with them, uh, driven into an existence of despair such that if they go into Nyaope, you can't blame them. If they do not see a future, we shouldn't be surprised that sometimes they may engage in risky behaviors that Mm. can get them infected with HIV and then later, you know, succumb to AIDS and disabilities and all that in mental health is an issue that we face yeah. across um, different uh, life stages. So the main argument that I'm making in my keynote address is that we cannot heal individuals mm. when we have not healed our societies. This sounds like a massive we cannot task. Speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we cannot only speak about disability, we must speak about debility. So debility as a notion 
that is broader than that which you can diagnose as a practitioner and say, now you are disabled, now this is the only time that we will care about what happens to you. Mm. But when you talk about debility, you begin to break the barriers between those with impairments and those without impairments, but live under similar circumstances. So basically what I'm saying is that when communities are looked after, communities will be able to look after those that have impairments Mm. or those who in one way or another are not able to use their bodies in the way that is typical. Mm. I think it's, that's the point that I'm driving home. It's a, it's a, it's a massive task that that's that lies ahead because what you what you're speaking of is is so true to so many different disciplines. If we have a look at something that is similar but 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 apart at the same time, is people that have. Um, addictions or they have um, let's say personality disorders of, of some sort and you you have them in this environment where it's safe it's caring they're nurtured they have everything that they need and then once they are seen to be rehabilitated they are then put out into the world where there's stimuli and and stress and anxiety and and uh, temptations and whatever and they must they must just make do and it's it's an impossible task to ask of somebody because you've come from this environment where everyone has been there with your um, with your well-being top of mind and then you go out into the world where no one cares everyone's out for themselves and it's too much to deal with as an as an occupational therapist on any level is it not asking too much to say uh, uh, we need to fix society because that's more of a that's more of a that's more of a government role and a societal role to change society. I mean, they they might not want to they they're not going to employ you. They're not going to say, oh yeah, you need to come and fix us. So how do you get that that healing on on all those different levels? If somebody will only come to an occupational therapist or you will only go to a community when you know that there's a need, but everyone and every community needs needs this healing. So, so we uh, have to be very careful that we do not look at government as the source of the problem and the only part of society that can solve all our problems. Okay. Um, we have to think about professions as resources for society. Now, professions can decide to only concern themselves with symptoms Mm. of a society that is in trouble, or they could see themselves as part of the solution to engage with the issues that make people fall ill in the first place or become disabled. So professions can be part of the problem that we often dump um, at governments. We have professions sometimes who benefit from a society that is sick, Mm. right? So if we look at ourselves and say, I can make money when people knock on my door with problems that they have forgotten 
how to fix themselves. What am I? Mm. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. We, on the other hand, can say this thing that we are facing where problems only escalate, right? If diseases are becoming more complex, more difficult to treat, and, and societies are becoming more and more desperate, uh, young people are becoming more and more desperate, at some point, there will be a breaking point. Mm. And then it's too late. But if we wake up to the fact that we have a responsibility, and this is not something new, by the way. The World Health Organization has already conceded to the fact that by the time we um, come up with curative measures for diseases, it's often too late. So they've come up with the whole concept of social determinants of health. Because they've had to reckon with the fact that when, for instance, we have an unequal society with unequal access to health care and ways of staying healthy, you're not going to win by just fixing uh, those few that get to your clinic. This becomes a vicious cycle where you have only that, those that can afford being treated, but those who can't afford being made vulnerable such that you, your, your burden of disease doesn't get better as a society, it gets worse. You know, if you think of how much as a, as a country we've invested in healthcare, mm-hmm. it's millions, if not billions. But are people becoming better? <laughs> no. You, we have pandemics that are growing every day. We have, uh, I mean, diabetes that is really going to be a problem and obesity that is... But yet, when you focus on what people do every day that can begin to promote their health, you... You you, 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 you you begin to uh, address something that has a long-term benefit that will be a benefit for the whole society, not just the individual. When we as professionals say we have an advocacy role to play, where we say this unequal society is going to be a problem for all of us, in the long run, mm. we are beginning to show visionary and uh, 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 outlook and, and, and leadership in a way that changes society fundamentally, such that the next generation does not face the same problems that we face now, maybe even at a greater scale. So I, I'm, I'm saying it may be a big ask, but... If we don't deal with these things now, we have a lot to, we will have a lot to explain to the next generation. Mm. Prof, you, you're literally speaking my language right now when it comes to societal issues and fixing imbalances and taking care of, of all of our people, um, especially um, reaching, reaching that point of, I want to say, critical mass where 
where it is going to be it is going to be too late and too little too late and the amount of money that is is being pushed in is it's not it's not either reaching the right people um it's it's not being utilized properly or um or it's it's maybe not enough given yeah. given this yeah. given the point yeah. that we're at absolutely and and here you know we have examples where we've um, partnered with other professionals to raise this awareness that as professions we can't only be uh, uh, mopping up the mess. <laughs> you need to be preventative, so to exactly. So not dealing with the we, symptoms, but, but preventative, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we have good examples and some of the, those examples I'll be sharing um, at the keynote and that's, I guess, to be left for that moment mm. <laughs> so that people know to attend the, 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 the Congress. Well, I'm pretty sure that anyone listening to this will, will understand that occupational therapy is not one-dimensional and it approaches so many different aspects of of human living and well-being in general. Mm. Um, and I, I hope that it's going to be a, a wonderful event. For those who don't know, it's the World Federation of Occupational Therapy happening in the Mother City. It's, um, it's the Congress, for, or 2018 Congress, which is at the CTICC uh, starting tomorrow. That's Monday the 21st, all the way up until the 25th. And uh, no doubt there will be amazing keynote speakers. And if you are somebody who's looking to, to make a difference, maybe occupational therapy is, is the line of work that you want to go into. Um, and I think everyone who is going to be um, attending, or maybe now you can quickly buy a ticket if you can still get, um, you will definitely be learning um, tons and tons. I know I definitely have just from this brief engagement. Uh, Prof, thank you so much for, for having a chat with us and, um, and for thank opening you. my eyes. I, I feel enlightened and uh, I wish you nothing but the best. In fact, I want to say like I'd, I'd vote for you for, uh, to be president. Like that's, that's, how, that's how great I think you are. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. This is very humbling. Thank you. No, thank you. It's Dr. Ramagundo, who is an associate professor at the University of Cape Town, who is also one of the keynote speakers at the World Federation of Occupational Therapy Congress 2018, which is happening in Cape Town starting tomorrow. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. This SABC Disability 360 feature was brought to you by the SABC Foundation. For more disability content, Visit SABC Disability 360 on Facebook or follow at SABC Disability on Twitter.